Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. This morning's passage is out of 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 16. It says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things of God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit teaches us all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the, the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual with spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as, instruct, as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. May God add his blessing as we continue singing this morning. We come to you. And in our confession, Lord, we know that it isn't always our mindset to be all about you fact, if we're honest, it's our natural inclination to be all about me. And sometimes it's work to be all about you. Lord, I pray this morning that we would begin to empty ourselves of us and put more of you in our lives that our worth would be found in you and you alone. The world says that we're only important if we have excess of this or that. If we dress like this or that, if we act like this or that. We recognize that the divide grows wider and wider those who have and those who have not. Lord, may our focus be on the wisdom that you give us, the wisdom of your love, of your word, of your direction, that we might have the mind of Christ, the Scripture says, not the mind of the world. 
shift our focus to what's most important. Shift our focus towards you. Lord, we ask for forgiveness in those areas where we struggle. We all have them. Some are noticeable and some are hidden. But we all have them. And our pride humble us. In our own personal security, help us to lean on you. Take us from us. Draw us close to you that we might worship you in a a most powerful way. Where we realize that the only place we find restoration is through you. Try as we may. We can't get there on our own. We thank you for your word, your love. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated and you may be dismissed. Dun, 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 dun. Don't get run over, Sarah. Be careful. I can't promise you anything. Not going to lie, one of my favorite sounds is that noise. That noise and little babies. I love little baby noise too. Those are the best. So today's passage is, a, is another, uh, I don't know where Ike's at. Maybe Ike's not even here today. Ike, you are here. Hey, Ike, this is your scripture. Good job. Did you read it all week? Good job. So today's scripture uh, is, is, was one that Ike put on the uh, customer feedback uh, on the back of the Connect card. If you do have, I, we actually had another one last week. So if you, if you have a, a scripture, I, I can't promise you that we'll uh, do them right away. Some of them we are going to, um, a couple people, just a heads up, a couple people picked some really big topics which we're going to dig into um, either late this year or na- early next year. A couple people picked uh, some about rest and uh, my, I'm going to do, I want to do a series on rest and finding God's rest. Um, so that's coming uh, probably in the fall. Um, that'll get kind of mixed in with Christmas and Easter, not Easter, Thanksgiving, you know, all those. But when I need a little rest, yeah, when I'm wore out, I'm going to need that. Um, so just, I, I just want to make mention I appreciate those scriptures because it's kind of fun to jump into something that, um, that I don't have a preconceived notion about. Or a thought about, I just kind of jump in it, uh, and and I, I don't know whether you know what is preached is what you were thinking or even in the right direction, but that doesn't matter. God's working through that. Uh, so today's is today's scripture passage is about uh, infer, uh, is about uh, wisdom, and we live in a world where uh, information is on your fingertips, is it not? Literally on your fingertips. If I I can get on my phone right now. While I'm talking to you, I can click my YouTube app and I can watch me, watch me, watch me, right? On about a a half a second delay. I can just continue to watch myself, watch myself, watch myself in this phone. And everything is at my fingertips. If I have a question or how many people live in America, right? I got it in a second. Or whatever it is. We have everything. We have miniature computers uh, at our fingertips, at all times, 
If I need a map of somewhere across the world, I just hit the button and there it is. I mark it and then I know where I'm at. Literally, we have wisdom, or what we would think would be wisdom, at our fingertips. Way more than, I, there's a great story. My wife and I, when we were first married, so that's been a couple years, um, when we were first married, we lived on Saltzman Road. And I'll tell you how long we've been married. Um, so Hannah was, Hannah's now 31. So Hannah was like one, probably less than one, when the encyclopedia guy came. When the encyclopedia guy came. So Hannah's less than one, and so we're young. We're, we're pretty young, and um, money is really pretty tight. And encyclopedia guy, this is a long time ago, encyclopedia guy used to come to your house, and he would sell you an Encyclopedia Britannica set. Not just one or two, but like 20. And so you had this pile of books, and I, there's got to be a gazillion dollars that was made on... Uh, and, and you realize now how quick that's, a lot of that stuff would have been uh, out of date, right? As soon as it was printed, it was out of date. But so the guy came, and uh, he was a great salesman. Uh, and so he's, selling, he's trying to sell us the, uh, these uh, encyclopedias, and he's pretty much telling us that our child will grow up not intelligent if we don't have these Encyclopedia Britannicas in our house for our child to read. Little did he know, right? The internet was coming. He just didn't know it. Neither did we. But they probably, they probably make good fire starters at this point. Uh, there's a, but they were huge, you know? And so in the process, this guy's like selling it. I mean, he is good. And my wife, the tears start to come down her cheek, you know? And I feel awful because it was like $1,200. And it was like when we lived on Salzman Road, we, there wasn't any extra money. And, she, and the salesman was good enough to make her actually feel like our child was going to grow up less intelligent because uh, we didn't have these encyclopedias. And mind you, we didn't buy them and we survived. And, and our daughter is quite intelligent and uh, we don't have any issues there, right? Uh, but we live in a world that's so different even now. Um, today, you know, in, in today's world, we're going to Skype uh, this week uh, with one of our missionaries for VBS, and we'll be Skyping uh, the Dominican Republic. And the, the timing is great. You can talk back and forth. Uh, it, it works really well. We can do pretty much everything online. We've figured out that we can go to a doctor's appointment online, right? We can, we can visit our fan, friends and family online. We can pretty much do everything uh, in real time online. We can go to school online, not even just 10 years ago. That was a silly kind of idea. Um, but nowadays, we can do anything. We can watch our dog via pet cam online. And, and if you want, if you didn't know this, I'll let you know. My son and daughter-in-law have one. They talk to the dog, <laughs> and it goes through. <laughs> and the dog's like... We have just about, the only thing I figured out we can't do yet uh, online, it's almost like the Jetsons, right, is we haven't been able to eat um, through the computer. Now, this is, uh, this is Lumina last week. Um, she found out the, the awesomeness of drumsticks. And so we got this picture, uh, might have been July, July 31st, or whatever it was, she, she, uh, she discovered drumsticks. And so... I figured out that I can't eat drumsticks through the computer, but we have tried this. If she has chips and I have something, I'll ask her for one, and she puts it to the screen, and then I just take one that I have, and I eat it. She thinks that's pretty funny. So, 
<laughs> the mind of a two-and-a-half-year-old, you know? <laughs> it, do, it, it doesn't work, and yet it does work, you know? No, not at all. It's pretty fun. She's, she thinks it's hilarious, you know. She thinks it's hilarious because she's more than willing to give to the screen. Uh, mind you that Lumina's grown up uh, with both grandparents via um, uh, online for the most part because her other grandparents are in Korea. So, so she's really learned to communicate through, uh, through the screen uh, a lot. And so that's become normal. So, uh, but there's a couple things we haven't learned in all this wisdom of the world. That, that I'm challenged by. Because there's a lot of wisdom, or what the world would say is wisdom, in this world. You know what we haven't learned how to do? We haven't learned how to get along. It's amazing to me that all the wisdom that's in this world, all the intelligence in this world, that we still have people fighting and arguing that seems a whole lot simpler than all the things I can read on Google. We haven't been able to give people good values in this world. You know, there's this, and I feel bad, there's this campaign in our schools, and, and when I tell you, you're going to hear, there's this bullying, no bullying campaign, right? We know all about, we hear that over and over and over. There's, don't bully, Right? And, and we work so hard to try to teach kids not to bully. And I, there's a couple things that really come to mind. Kids are not born understanding what bullying means. Little babies don't understand how to bully. But they learn it really quickly from someone, do they not? Maybe our campaign should be uh, teaching adults how not to bully each other. Maybe we should find ways to help adults lead their children because uh, in character and in other ways, a lot more is caught than taught. When we want kids to go to school and treat kids differently than our adult parents treat other people, we're asking a lot. That's the world's understanding of wisdom, right? The world's understanding of wisdom so today's passage is uh, about Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And one of the things that the Corinthian church that I can appreciate is Paul, we know a lot about the Corinthian church, not for all good reasons, but because they were challenged, uh, they challenged Paul in, hel- in, in trying to get that church in order. Uh, in some ways it was uh, Sin City, uh, in some ways. The Corinthian church had its struggles it had its challenges. They, Christianity came in, and yet there was so much uh, just things going on in that, in that church setting. Some people uh, were still uh, suffering while others lived the high life, and no one helped give anything uh, that would help uh, those who were poor. Prostitution was perfectly normal and understood there was a, a lot of idol worship. They, uh, they, uh, idols were given food. That was one of the uh, weird kind of things that went on there. There were a lot of things that went on in the Corinthian church uh, that weren't good, even though they were calling themselves 
Christians. They weren't living the Christian life. They were using man's wisdom. And Paul's telling them in this passage, listen, there's two different kinds of wisdom. And you're going the wrong direction. You, you say you're a Christian believer. And you're living the world's wisdom. He goes on to say, and we'll look at this in a few minutes, he goes on to say, listen, if you're not a believer in Christ and you don't have the Spirit, capital S, in you, there's no way you can even understand. It's foolishness to you. And so he's challenging the people who said, I'm a Christian but aren't living any way other than that of a heathen. And as we begin to peel back the layers of their life, we begin to find out there's a very big difference between man's truth and God's truth. Let me help you uh, with a couple. In man's truth, truth is relative. That means it's, it's relative to whatever's going on today. And if something changes tomorrow, then that truth will change as well. God's truth is eternal. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Man's truth is that science is king. And if you haven't seen that on TV in the last three or four or five years, then you haven't watched much. Here's the silly part about science is king that I absolutely, I'm not against science at all. But you have to understand that science is only good for the day that it's today. Because tomorrow they'll find something else out. You realize, you realize, let me help you understand about science. You realize that there was a day when the earth was flat. And 650 plus scientists said the world, the earth was flat. And a guy by the name of Galileo said, wait a minute, it's round. And they said, absolutely not. Science is only good for that day. It's always changing. What you heard three months ago is not what you're hearing today. Don't, don't make it the king of your life. God is the king of our life. Humility is weakness in man's truth. And yet, God says, Jesus modeled that humility, even to the point of death. Man's truth is that God exists to keep me happy. Right? I go to church so I can, get, so I can tell him it's, it's the genie. Let me, rub, let me rub some wishes. God, I need, I need, I need. That's man's understanding of God. And I, I didn't talk to Mark or anything this morning about, but the reality is this. We exist to praise God. It's quite the opposite. Man's truth is that we step on anything that's in the way or anyone. And we see that, right? Climb the corporate ladder. That means we trample anyone in the process. God's truth says, lend a helping hand. Man's truth says, love them and leave them. If you're not happy, obviously you walk away from that relationship. That's man's truth. God's truth about love is that it endures all things. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
That means when your marriage isn't great, you take it to God and you work on it. That means when you have a relationship struggle with a family member, you take it to God and you work on it. Those are hard. There's no doubt. Man's truth that says, get all you can. God's truth says, give all you can. Or all you own. And probably the biggest one, man's truth says, love yourself first and most. And God's truth says, love God and others. Pretty wide, pretty wide uh, separation in, the man, in man's wisdom and God's wisdom. Not even close. And we live in a world that's telling us all of those man's truths. All of those truths is what we're being sold. And if you aren't reading Scripture, if you aren't digging in, if you aren't uh, praying and uh, spending time in God's Word with other people, you're missing out God's truth. You're missing, it, you're missing out on it. And you know what happens? We begin to believe man's truth. We begin to buy that. We buy that as the truth. Let me challenge you. Let me challenge you in your faith to dig into God's truth. And if it doesn't line up with your truth, let me tell you, you need to make an adjustment. This is what God says. This is what Paul says right before this passage. He says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made the foolish uh, the wisdom of the world? He will take all of that man's truth and make it foolishness. His promise is that he will make that foolishness. We have a choice to make. See, I think a lot of times there's an image we want to portray. We put on the face that we want others to think we are. We, we get on social media. We, we dress nice. Come to church to dress nice, right? And we set an image of what we want people to think we are. And I'm convinced the harder I try to make people think I'm this, the less I am in that camp the more chance I'm probably over here trying to overcompensate for my issues, my struggles, my concerns. Scripture this morning says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom when, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The wisdom that we can get in our relationship with Christ is the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man. It's countercultural. You're going to run against people, even in your families, maybe in your house, that struggle. And you know where the challenge is? Do I bite my tongue? Do I fight back? I get it. Take it to God. There are so many good, wise people in this congregation that don't, we don't use as sounding boards to make the best decision. God has given us 
great generations of people who have come before us who have had the same problem you have, who have dealt with it uh, either the right way or the wrong way, and, and we don't use them. God gives us that wisdom, that godly wisdom of don't do that. I'm telling you, don't do that. That's a bad choice. It's a bad decision. And I'm going to tell you why, because I tried that one. And it turned out bad. Oh, don't worry, I'll just try it on my own. God has given us his wisdom through his people, through his word, through answered prayer. So really, James has a, a great reminder. It says, the wisdom from above. The wisdom from God is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, impartial, and sincere. If your wisdom doesn't look like that, it's not of God. It's kind of heavy. It's pure and peaceable, gentle, open to reason, impartial, and sincere. Read James 3. It's powerful. That's what God's wisdom looks like. And that's what it needs to look like in our life. And if it's not looking like that in our life, there's a problem. And just let me tell you, it's not from God. It's not on God's side that the problem exists. Paul says, listen, the only way you're going to have wisdom is to get it from God himself, from the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit isn't in you, he says, you will not have wisdom. If you're not a believer in Christ, you are not a wise person in God's eyes. There's no way you can have that wisdom if you don't have the capital S spirit. See, just to clear, clarify, we believe that the Trinity is God in three persons, right? God the King, God incarnate Jesus who came and died on a cross, and God the Holy Spirit who lives within us, as the, uh, we're told in Acts. That he would send a paraclete, it says in the Greek, to come and live inside of us. Not our conscience, it's not the good guy, bad guy conscience, but a, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit living inside of us to help us make those decisions about life. And if we have that, this is what we have. As in the verse uh, 16 says, we have the mind of Christ. If you have the Spirit living in you, if you are a believer in Christ who's following Him, you have the mind of Christ. Now use it. You know what drives me crazy? People make excuses. for the reason they don't use the mind of Christ. Just my sin nature. <clears throat> says Scripture says you're a new creation. The old is gone. So you're making excuses. You have the mind of Christ. Don't waste it. I don't know about you, but that's pretty heavy to me. He's like, listen, I'm going to give you. Here it is. I, I, I'm giving you the mind of Christ. I'm giving you the mind of perfection. 
Don't throw it out with the trash tomorrow. We're living in a world where we need the mind of Christ. You know why? Because this world is getting more and more and more backwards than it's ever been before. And if you don't think you're going to have to stand up for your faith and that you won't be challenged when you, when you call yourself a believer, get over it. You will be. And putting a bumper sticker on your bumper isn't enough. Live your faith. Paul is saying to the Corinthian church, live your faith. Quit dealing with the prostitutes. Quit dealing with the idols. Quit dealing with these struggles and problems you're dealing with. Put on the mind of Christ. It needs to look different. And boy, if he could just tell, if it's all he told was to the Corinthian church, great, but he's not. He's telling this to Greenfield Baptist Church as well. Put on the mind of Christ. Live your life differently. Because he has changed your life. And if you don't even know what that means, maybe you don't even understand salvation, I want to I make that clear this morning. I love the ABC. This is practice for me for Vacation Bible School. This is practice for you for Vacation Bible School. If you walk through those doors and someone asks you about your faith or how do I come to faith this week, you better be ready. We need to be ready to give an account. And it's easy as ABC. I love this because it, it really does help me in that moment to really understand that I am a sinner. That's where we struggle the most, right? We struggle. We say, oh, I, I have sinned. But we need to admit that we're a sinner and that we're stuck in that sin, that we can't get out of it. We are not able to walk away from that sin. We need to believe that Jesus is Lord. That means we, we believe that he came and lived a perfect life, went to the cross in perfection, died and was rose again for me. And see to call upon his name. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might be saved. Not might be saved if you put enough in the offering. Not might be saved if you do enough better good than bad. Not any of that. It says anyone who calls upon his name will be saved. Admit, believe, and call upon his name. It's that simple. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Don't make it with all these extra baggage tied to the side of it. He doesn't care if you've gotten your life straightened out or turned around. He will straighten your life out and turn you around. He promises. I'll leave you with a verse out of Psalm 110. 111.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Not fear as in terrified, uh, scary movie fear of the Lord, but rather fear and reverence and understanding that God is in charge. See, the world tells us that God is just this figment of our imagination. What is it? Uh, a drug for the masses, as some would say, or a crutch. And you know what I say? Absolutely it's a crutch, because I need a crutch. It's prideful to say you don't, have, don't need a crutch. 
Amen. He is so much more. But this is the beginning even of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He's good, and he's good to us. Paul says, listen, take your pick. Do you want the world's wisdom, or do you want God's wisdom? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. You are good, good to us. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you have changed our lives, have made a difference in who we are. Our testimony, Lord, is this. We were wayward, pointed the wrong direction, headed towards hell. And you turned us around. You loved us when we didn't love you. You cared for us when we couldn't care less about you. You sent Jesus to that cross long before we even recognized we had a problem. Because you love us. Lord, help us to love you as much as you love us. In your name we pray. Amen.